You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately. And I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS Podcast. Hi, sisters. I'm Maddie. And I'm Scout. And we are sisters IRL. I'm the older one. Yes, Scout. We know. Here at OKSIS, we believe women are multifaceted. Which is why you can expect sisterly banter on a wide range of topics such as pop culture, our entrepreneurial journeys, and mental health routines. We promise it'll be informative. And silly. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood. Hello, welcome back to OK Sis Podcast. My name is Mads and welcome to your Monday. Welcome to your week. Oi, oi vey. As DJ Khaled says, another one. Oh, <laughs> Oi vey, I reiterate, oi vey. I don't know. The vibes are, the vibes are weird over here. I'm just going to gonna come out and say it the vibes are like so off you know what it might be a daylight savings error like a daylight savings uh (sighs) aftermath yeah you know it really is so crazy how sometimes you could go to europe and the jet lag totally sucks but just an hour change actually fucks you up kind of more sometimes. Everything feels internally like it's being shaken like an eight ball, a magic eight ball. And it's like, like it just like, and then let's see what it lands on. Oh, oh. okay. Uh, quick question. So yeah. yesterday, actually two quick questions. Yesterday, I was feeling like the big D, the big D, and I'm not talking about dick. I'm talking about depression. And yeah, yeah, I was feeling it, you know, down in the dumps, down in the depression and nothing was working. You know, did the journal, did the meditating, did the workout, 
did the second meditating, did the walk, <laughs> did all the fucking motherfucking things, got off the social meds, everything. And uh, nothing was helping, nothing was working. And I sat in front of the TV with Ben June and we watched Jimmy Kimmel, the segment when Guillermo goes on the Oscars red carpet and interviews all the celebrities. And we watched the past mm-hmm. 10 years of him doing this. Mm-hmm. And we were peeing our pants, laughing, crying, hysterical, dying. And afterwards, anxiety completely gone, depression out the window. I felt my brain was clear. And the anxiety, Mm. my heart space was open. My third eye was unlocked. All the chakras were aligned. So it makes me a little little scared that... uh, (laughs) Like, I I mean, obviously I know those tools work, but I'm just like, is it bad that watching TV and watching that stuff, like I get it, it's a feel good thing. And is that bad that that is what helped it? No, because I mean, I would even argue that all the tools that you did, because like we have to remove this sense of control. Like the human experience is not one plus one equals two, right? Like if it was guaranteed that meditating, journaling, and working out every day would cure our depression, you and I would be cured by now, right? They're just tools to help us fight whatever funky shit's going on in our brain in that moment. We're not, and when we get upset that it doesn't work, we're expecting ourselves to be input output robot machines. It doesn't add up every single time. However, we've talked about the fact that if you're depressed for a week, let's just say, and you do your tools every single day and they don't work, and then all of a sudden on Saturday it lifts, The tools have been working. They've been priming you for that moment. If you didn't do those tools that week, you would most likely continue deeper, 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 deeper. So yeah, no, a journal session or a meditation or a workout is not guaranteed to make you feel better immediately. However, continuously doing them is priming and compounding in your mind. It's interrupting the depression and doing something different. It's changing the mindset. It's shifting gears. It's showing the universe that you're showing up for yourself. And then it probably all compounded. And then you watched a TV show that made you laugh. And that was the final break that you needed to really get out of that funk. So For example, like when I, first of all, when I'm upset that my tools aren't working, I am not accepting or surrendering to the fact that like the human existence is messy and incomplete and all over the place. So whenever I'm in resistance to the truth is when my depression continues. So everything that you did probably primed you to a point where you sat down and then that unlocked a laughter moment with you and your boyfriend and then it cleared away. But if you hadn't done that, I would have bet that I would bet that you could relive that whole day not having done any of that and sat down and watched Guillermo on the red carpet and it probably wouldn't have had that intense of an effect on you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's something to think about. I just feel like, you know, we always talk about how when you're in these states, like you have to remember that it's temporary. But I was saying to Ben the other day when I was, you know, deep in it, I was like, it feels like it's, More often than not, this is the majority, okay? This is not temporary. Like, this feels like this happens multiple times a week, multiple times a day. And it's just like, I know it's temporary in the sense that, yes, a light will come. But why isn't it that the depression is just 
Not as often. Well, there's a larger <laughs> answer to this, which is that you need help and you have a lingering problem that is happening to you. You should not. I do need help. I mean, listen, I've been there. Like, I get it, right? Like, where you're like, okay, remember we were talking in our last thing, like the, the phrases that keep coming back? I'm like, well, it comes back, right? And that's the resistance because that's like, if you're feeling that way, it's because you're feeling this way too often. And that's when you need to take more action and not maybe necessarily these passive modalities, but start getting even more serious about your healing on a holistic level, because obviously there's something that is still stuck in that mental health mind of yours that's keeping you behind. And I want to offer you the reflection that you have significantly gotten better in the last eight months. Like you last year were so, I would say probably in it 75% of the time, where maybe now you're in it 55% of the time. And it's it sucks and it's not great, but we have to accept, like my favorite, favorite, one of my favorite phrases is what you resist persists. So if you are pissed off that you're depressed so much and you're pissed off and you're like, I don't like, this isn't okay. One, that's a great place to be at. If it's like, I'm done and I'm going to take every fucking possible step. There's that. But when you're, when you're in resistance with the truth of the human landscape and the human emotional landscape, it's just going to keep being there. Like it just is. So Mm. you have to figure out a way. I mean, for me, for example, when I get depressed or anxious, I see myself as like this soul and it's depression is just kind of happening to me, but it doesn't actually impact my deeper knowing of who I am and what I'm here to do and what this human life is. It sucks in the moment, but when I get angry, that I'm feeling it or when I get pissed off or when I think this is so unfair, da 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 that's when the depression actually grows because I'm resisting it and then it persists. So you are on such a healing journey and you've really, really, really progressed so far, but this shit takes time. Like, remember, how long did it take me? How long did it take me? 15 years, 15 years, decades. (laughs) So you can't skip the steps. You can't skip the steps. Sure, sure, sure. Another follow up, something that is like, and it just reminded me of what you said, where the depression is the through line, but then you always have a deeper inner knowing that of who you are. So for instance, something that was like triggering me yesterday, I had texted someone who didn't respond back to me. I was inviting them to the Camper Walk Club and she hadn't responded to me. It's crazy because she did respond to me today. But like at the time she hadn't responded to me for a couple of days. So I was like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Like she's probably like, oh, I don't know how to say no to this person. Like she's not cool or whatever. And I went into this deep spiral of just like, I am not cool. No one wants to hang out with me. Like I'm, I was like crazy that this happened from this one thing that ended up not even being a thing because she texted me and it was fine. And then I got into this huge thing of just like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so much lesser than or whatever. And then I'm like ugly, literally like crazy spiral. Okay. So I went on TK's podcast the other day and we did a whole like crossover podcast and I met this beautiful woman. Her name is Kristen Harper. She was the rookie swimsuit 
Sports Edition, Sports, Sports Illustrated, what? yeah, <laughs> Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition, Rookie of the Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a hot girl. She's yeah. like a hot, you know, hot girl. She was on the podcast with me and TK. I didn't know who she was, and she was fabulous. Just loved her to death. Such a nice girl. Followed me on Instagram immediately. Like so sweet. Ben was like, "Wait, you know, met Carson Harper?" I was like, "Oh yeah, like she's my friend," and she commented on one of my photos being like, you're so cute or something, whatever. And I showed that to Ben. He was like, okay, what? Like, how is your brain? I don't understand how you're computing that like you're not cool and beautiful. That You have literally sports illustrations with two models telling you that you're cute. And you're like, have all these people wanting to come to the walk. I don't know. I just, it was a weird thing where deeper I knew that this was not true about myself, but I just couldn't get out of this feeling of like that I was literally a lame person. I'm going to say something. And sisters, as you listen to this, remember that I am my sister's sister. Okay. So if this sounds harsh, Mads and I have had conversations beyond this podcast episode that give a little bit of context into this. And I'm going to give her a dose of tough love. Oh, I don't love, I don't like tough love, but yeah, well, it's coming to you. Okay. (laughs) You are looking for validation outside of yourself in every arena. You literally put yourself out there into a world that is obsessed with metrics. It's how much money have you raised? It's how many people do you have that like you? You're putting your worth into investors' hands to see your worth, right? Like this podcast, like our worth kind of can come down to how many people listen to this, but there is no point and no outside validation that you will ever receive that will cure this insecurity that you have. So no matter how many Sports Illustrated models tell you you're beautiful, no matter how many followers you have, no matter how much money you raise, no matter how many people show up to your camber walk, no matter how many cool, hot it girls tell you they love you because there's so many of them, there's no even purpose in me standing here and telling you how many people think you are so fucking cool that you live the most aesthetic life, that you're their favorite influencer on the internet, that camber's the most genius thing, that they want to be like you. It doesn't matter. I could give you a, a list of 500. Yeah. You don't believe it. Therefore, no one can make you believe it. No level of outside success is ever going to make you feel good enough until you feel that way. And so there's some incredibly deep-seated insecurity within you where you are literally disconnected from the reality of your power and magic. And it doesn't matter who tells you. It really doesn't. Ben tells you, this person tells you, I tell you, Kenzie tells you, everyone tells you. Yeah. So it's like there's something inside and I would beg to, I would, you know, go on a limb and say that the depression is completely linked with this, with this level of low self-worth that's happening, right? They're totally Mm -hmm. linked together and it's your job to uncover why you feel that way and how you can give that to yourself because no one can give that to you. Yeah. And I, it's weird because I, it, I feel like it definitely ebbs and flows. Like there are moments where I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm for sure the shit. And I can think back to moments where I felt that energy of like the confidence of the inner, whatever, like me feeling like I was so in my purpose, whatever. But I wonder, I guess for you, what are things that you do to give that validation and love to yourself? 
Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA grown, eco conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie, like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans, and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless designs. You can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. 
So there was one thing that changed my life when it comes to this, because also like normalizing the fact that we all go through that. Like we all think we're the shit one day and then we feel like we're a gross piece of crap the next. Like that happens like to everybody. You know what I'm saying? It happens to that Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, right? It just does. It doesn't matter how hot, successful, rich, Uh, whatever, you have days where you feel like shit. Same thing in my business. Like there's days where I'm like, I'm not successful. Like this is not great. And there's other days where I'm like, this is the best thing. I can't believe I built this. I'm so proud of myself. When I don't feel confident, I don't make that mean anything about the reality of my life. Like that's just a human experience that's happening to me because it happens to everybody. It's almost like I just view that as part of the game. Like part of the game is that I'm not going to feel great about myself every day. Part of the game is that I'm not going to feel like a success every day. Part of the game is that I'm not going to feel beautiful every day. And so when I feel that way, I don't like spiral and make it actually mean anything about my value. I just say, oh yeah, I'm having one of those things that happens to all people today. And that's it. Like that's literally it. But I also have my things that make me feel better. Like right now, I I don't feel cute. There's a couple things that help me feel better. I know this might sound surface level, but stick with me. Getting a blowout, it mm-hmm. fucking makes me feel hot as shit. It makes me feel on top of the world. So I Same. get a blowout as many times as I can. Like every time, honestly, I'm not kidding you guys. Every time I feel gross and like not pretty and not I'm not feeling myself, eyebrow appointment, hair appointment, nail appointment, cured. Like it just it just does it to me. So I just know that those are the things that I can go do real quick. You know, taking a bath, meditation, like all those things. But sometimes like honestly, you kind of need like an exterior boost sometimes. And that's yeah. that's what works for me. But I really just normalize that process and I give myself grace. And it's not that I'm like fighting it, you know, of course I want to get out of it, but the days that I feel not cute and not successful and not sexy and low self-worth, I'm just like, oh yeah, that thing that everyone gets. Okay, Mm. cool. Mm. It'll pass. And it means actually nothing about my self-worth. Yeah. That it, it's so hard to remember that in the moment though. Yeah, that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part. Okay. That's literally well, the hardest part. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. I mean, Mads, you have opened up such a can of worms in the last 2 years. You left the comfort of a full-time stable job and career to start Camber. You've put yourself out here on the podcast. Every single day you've committed to living a life that is completely uncomfortable because you're putting yourself out there every single day. You've jumped into a manifestation practice. You've jumped into a spiritual practice. You've, you're reading the books. You're doing the work. You're committed to your daily rituals and practices. The momentum and the transformation that you've received is immense. Like you are on the right path. And mm-hmm. this path is hard for a reason. Like it's challenging for a reason. It's why most people don't do it. It's why most people don't actually put themselves in this position because it's fucking hard as shit. It's like the Hulk, right? The Hulk's secret. What's the Hulk's secret? He says he's always angry. That's his secret. My secret is that I am no like less in turmoil at times than I was five years ago. Like I still get depressed and anxious and you know, paranoia and psychosis and catatonia and all of those things. I still get those today. It's just that I don't allow them to mean anything about me. And I just choose my inner knowing and my inner soul every single time it comes up. It's just, I manage it better. And so I want to give you a huge round of applause 
because this shit isn't supposed to feel good every day. And what you're doing is so honorable and so many people don't have the courage to fucking put themselves out there and do the work. But when you do the work, it's not a one plus one equals two. It's not a, I give you five bucks, I get 10 in return. It's up and down. It's 10 steps forward. It's 20 steps back. It's 30 steps forward. It's five steps back. It's, it's circular. It's all over the place. But if you can just commit to the roller coaster, I mean, you know, like what's the other option here, right? Like not doing the things that we do and wishing that we had the courage to live the lives that we live. Like what's the other option? There is no other option because the other option fucking sucks. It's worse than this one. I know. I think about, I think about that a lot. Sometimes like even yesterday I said, I wish I didn't feel so much because it's just like so intense. And I wonder... I just wonder how many times have I said that to myself? Like, I just wonder what it's like for people who just don't feel as intensely as we feel. It must. I don't know. Maybe it's a life. I feel bad for them. Yeah. Like it might be a like devoid of any like true, true passion and joy and whatever. But it also must feel a lot simpler. I, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe not. Not, you know, I, not really because people, I mean, listen, this isn't to say that your life has to be incredibly challenging. However, this is to say that they're in a healing process. You're also like in your Saturn return. This is historically the oh, most right. difficult part. I'm in my Saturn return. This is historically the most difficult emotional growth period in our lives, like that 27 to 30, whenever it happens for you. So people who don't feel a lot, let's just say, I actually don't believe that's like a thing. I think it's like constipated. They've like suppressed so much internally, but yeah, people, some people feel more than others. Some people are more sensitive to feelings than others like you and myself, but there is no such thing as someone who doesn't have trauma and limiting beliefs and anxieties and insecurities, they might not vocalize it and they might not have opened Pandora's box and they might go their whole lives keeping it stuffed in the corner and keeping it stuffed in the closet. But when you don't open your Pandora's box, you do not reach your full potential in this lifetime. You will go through coasting at a very comfortable, mediocre level. It's just what's going to happen. So if you are committed to big dreams, big games, et cetera, this is the work that you have to do. Does it get easier? Yes, 100%. It gets easier. Like, I can't tell you the amount of years that was so fucking difficult for me. And where I'm at now, I'm so grateful I committed to them because who I am now and what I do and what I'm capable of and what I hold every day would not be possible if I didn't walk through the exact scenario that you're walking through now. There is no world where, like, people just are simpler, right? Like, we're very complex human beings. You get to a point where you figure it out, you heal your shit, you know, it's always ongoing, but you get to a better point where you know now what type of life you want to live and you can make those choices that are in alignment so that you do experience more joy and peace on a daily basis. But you got to go through the shit first to get there. You just do. You got to go through the shit first. This is true. You have to go shit mining and go through all the shit like you're you're digging through it, you know, and then you get on the other side. Yeah. That's uh, a good <laughs> phrase. 
Okay, another question. Yeah, this is, I guess, has transformed into a Ask Your Big Sister episode. Yeah, don't worry about me. I don't need support or anything right now. Don't worry about me. You can ask a little sister. You can phone a, phone a little sister if you'd like. One other question. Well, the only reason I ask you is because, one, you give big sister energy, and then, two, you give really good advice. So I think the entire oh, sisterhood, you. everyone that's listening – can benefit from it. Well, I've shit mined my whole life, so. You've shit mined. This is true. Another <laughs> thing I've been dealing with is not excited to wake up in the morning. So yeah, this is all related. This is all, all related. It's related. all connected. It's all connected. What are your thoughts these days? Are we choosing are we choosing Dread. positive thoughts? Are we monitoring the mindset or have we eased up have we have we gotten a little bit too lax on that? Yeah, we're we're a little relaxed. We're a little okay. We're a little, oh, this is good. Uh, this is good. Loosened. This is good. This is good. This is proof. This is proof. This is proof that the tools work because you're not using the main tool. And look where you're at. Look where you're at. Oh my god, you're not you're not monitoring the thoughts with you know like dictatorship vibes. Dictatorship <laughs> vibes. I know there's this new this trend. It's not a democracy. All your thoughts don't get to have a say around here, okay? You feed them <laughs> what you want it to say. That's great. Did you just come up with that? Yeah, I'm witty. Wow, that was great. We need to make that a make that an Instagram quote graphic um, ASAP, okay? All right, okay. so you need to start monitoring your thought. Go back to Louise Hayes, open up the book, and read a chapter. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to bring out Louise Hayes uh, for sure. You know, she lost me a little bit with the, like, physical healing stuff. It was, like, a little Doesn't too... Doesn't matter. You don't have to take... Take what you like, discard the rest. Take what I like, take what I like. Right. I've noticed that getting up, it's been just, it's just been hard. But I think something, you know, Ben and I were strategizing different ways or a new, you know, a new thing that I could do where either I get out of the house, first of all, go work from somewhere else. I think that would really mm -hmm. help if I did that like one to two times a week. Yeah. And then things like stop working so that I can actually have time to chill. And, you know, like by the time I'm done, it's probably what, six, seven. It's like kind of it's kind of all a blur. It's not really I don't really work till like a certain time or have certain hours because it's I work for myself. But then I eat and then I this and it's like and then I have to go to bed by like 930 in order to do it all over again. So it's like. I need to be really much, I have to be a lot stricter about the night routine and not even night routine, just even like if I wanted to watch TV or read for two hours, making sure that that time is allocated because I, I mm -hmm. find myself, it's like 10, 10 PM. I'm like, what the fuck now I have to go to bed. And it's, and I didn't do any of the things I want to do in my life. And it's, it's just sucks. Cause you don't want to, pass each day without doing things that like bring you joy or that are pleasurable, you know? Yeah. And those things are also totally possible to get in. Yeah. You just have to be more strategic and mindful about it because well, as someone okay. with a child, yeah. with a baby. Oh yeah. You have the baby. I can tell you that you definitely have time. All right. It's true. I know. I know this. I'm just letting you know, and I, I know this to be true. You are very justified and valid in saying this. 
But by you saying that, it makes me feel like the, my time is, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. No, it's just a matter of like truth that there's ways to re, you know, whenever someone says like, I don't have time to do something, it's just because they haven't sat down and intentionally prioritized their time in that way. Right, right. Oh, wait, wait. So what what are you feeling right now? What are you needing assistance or support or little sister energy on? Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I mean, I definitely burnt out Mm -hmm. for sure. I am trying to hold a lot together in my life right now. Being a new mom with Lily is utterly incredible. She's amazing and I just adore her and I love being her mom so much. And running a business and being a new mom and being the financial provider of my family and being in responsible for, you know, six women's full-time salaries and traveling with a baby and not having much time 
to myself is a lot. I wake up when she wakes up and I breastfeed and I change her and I'm with her and, um, you know, I go literally go to the bathroom when she lets me and I eat when she lets me and then I go to work and then I go to relieve the nanny and then I'm with her and my husband gets home later because he's finishing his PhD. And so there is no real time in my day that's really just me. And even with that, I get my tools in. Even with that, I've been journaling and meditating when I can and trying to build my business as best as I can. You know, I have, I uh, calculated it. I have 30 hours in the week that other people are watching her. In those 30 hours, that also includes me driving to work, me showering, me getting ready, me going grocery shopping, me going to the dentist. And so there's not like that much time for me to get all my stuff together. Like, sure, I can do things if she sleeps, but if she decides to not sleep that day or if she decides to teeth, or if she decides to want me to hold her, like I can't do things. So I really have about 20 to 25 hours a week to get all of my stuff done. And this is probably the biggest difficulty in this transition for me. You know, and at first I, I want to preface like, thanks sisters, because I really kind of am just venting here. But I keep coming back to the fact that everything in my life is beautiful and on purpose and that I chose and I love everything I'm doing and there's not one part of it that I want to take off my plate or compromise on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I need a minute to acknowledge how much I'm holding because mm-hmm. we come on here and you know, we talk about entrepreneurship and we we talk about being a mom and we talk about all of it. And it's, again, going back to what I said to you earlier, like what's the alternative? Like they're, you know, the alternative I'm not available for, but I'm feeling like I need a minute. I'm feeling like I need a minute. So I'm going to go to Palm Springs by myself, hopefully next weekend, just for 24 hours because four and a half months of just straight going and working and, you know, it's taken its toll on me yeah. the last couple of weeks. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing all that. I think, you know, we've talked a lot about before you, you know, while you were pregnant, we talked a lot about the expectation or what it was going to look like or what people had warned you about and all these things. Mm-hmm. And there were, yeah, a lot of limiting beliefs that you had to shed. But as you're entering this space, it is extremely challenging, but the benefit or the the change in your life is for the better. Like this is all, you know, it's not, and, and you chose it, right? It's like this yeah. coming back to this, I've crafted, I've engineered my life this way. This is the what I have chosen to dedicate my life to. And I think when we think about, you know, choosing a passion or choosing to have a child or choosing to start a company, right? You think that because it's your passion or because it's your purpose, that it's all going to be beautiful and roses and all these things. It's the best. But that is the biggest misconception of, and that shouldn't even be the goal, the goal. And it's a weird, it's a weird, uh, mind fuck that we go through, right? We think that starting the business is what's going to, and having the child is, you know, going to be all this beautiful outpouring of love and passion, but 
there's a whole other side to it. And it has to have a whole other side to it in order to work and in order for it to feel worth it. Right. So I see you and I empathize with you. I see how hard you're working. I see everything that you're holding up and you're very justified to feel this way and to feel burnt out. And I'm very, I'm extremely proud of you. I mean, everything you do is like, I don't even know how the fuck, like everything is like always working out and you, and it feels like you're very calm under pressure and all these things. So yeah. And you're able to speak your needs to say, Hey, I'm going to fucking go to Palm Springs alone. And just, I need to do that. A lot of people wouldn't even give themselves that gift and feel in their own worthiness or like feel like they deserve that. Whereas you're kind of like, no, this is the boundary. This is the, this is the time. And I, I need to do this. Yeah. I think that's actually how I've been able to do it all is because I'm very vocal about what I need and I call on support wherever I have it. And I utilize it and I give myself that. And one other thing I wanted to mention is that in this whole emotional breakdown is that I'm really grateful because all of the things that I was afraid of about motherhood aren't true for me. Like I was worried that I wasn't going to like being a mother. I was worried Mm. that being a mom and having a baby was going to ruin my life and ruin my relationship and ruin my career. And it really is the opposite. Sure. It's like a whole other level of challenges and logistics and it's a new phase that I'm trying to work out. But again, like just because it's challenging doesn't mean that I would have any of this any other way. And it doesn't mean that I'm not so grateful for my business and for my husband and for my baby and for being a mom. It's just a real talk of like, just because you get what you want doesn't necessarily mean that it's all, as you said, like blue skies, you know, the the most fulfilling and meaningful things come, come with challenges sometimes. So right now I'm just in it and I'm trying to reassess what I need to move forward so that I can do I can continue to create in my life what I want to create. I love that. Hmm. Wow. What an episode. Yeah. Jesus Christ. We both went to therapy. We really needed that. It's like going to church, but going to therapy. Uh, Wait, what'd you say? You know, people are like, we went to church, you know? Oh. (laughs) We didn't go to synagogue. We went to therapy. I'm so proud of you, Mads. I really, really am. I'm proud of you too. How do you feel? I feel like after my next call, I'm just going to shut down, maybe watch some more Guillermo on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I really encourage everyone to watch it. You will pee your pants laughing like it's one of the best things I've watched in so long. And so... Oh my God, wait. Are you watching Eugene Levy's travel show? No! Okay, he goes to Costa Rica. It's so funny. And he's in this hotel room and he sees a volcano and he goes... So it hasn't erupted in like hundreds of years, right? And the guide goes, oh no, it it erupted 10 years ago. And he goes, I was hoping it would be more dormant. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, where is this on? Is it on YouTube? It's on Apple TV because Apple TV is fucking killing it. Yeah, I need to watch that. I need a new show. So that's perfect. I definitely, I want to reflect a little bit on ways that I can show myself love and validation start showing up as 
the cool girl that I am and that I know I am deep down, not from like a egotistical standpoint, but from an actual, you know, authenticity yeah. standpoint. Um, You're cooler yeah. than me, so. Well, that we knew. We knew that. One. Yeah, that yeah. we knew. I that hope knew. that was helpful and not too much of tough love, but I think sometimes you need it. Yeah, that wasn't tough love. That was just, that was you speaking the truth. Speaking Ooh, facts, all facts. facts. Listen to this: all facts, no printer. No, that one's not working. That is such a dad joke. That is like a dad joke. Okay. Also, like shout out to my husband who's becoming like an influencer on his social media. Listen, Ben's little brother Sam told me that joke, and I thought it was so dumb, but also so brilliant. I could, I was peeing my pants. All facts, no printer. <laughs> Thank you for sharing with the class. Okay, so what were you saying about Adam? Sorry, he was he was he was dad joke. Oh, Adam's like becoming a social media influencer. Did you see him unboxing his Paul Rudd T-shirt? <laughs> it was like you need to watch our Instagram stories. I don't really watch any Instagram. Um, he literally bought this T-shirt with like five photos of Paul Rudd, and he unboxed it for his Instagram stories. Honestly, that does sound like content I would like to consume because I am a Paul. Yeah, Rudd. I know you missed it. You missed it. He's killing it. Maybe I should watch our favorite movie, Love You Man. I love you, man. I love you, man. Yeah. Slap the best, man. Slap the slap best. The, I literally say that like all the time. We were putting Lily in the bath and I was like, slap in the best, man. <laughs> I love how both of us have such different impressions of it. Like, which one is it? <laughs> like, is it the Jamaican accent or is it mine? <laughs> like, we don't know. Uh, no, it's the Jamaican one. Oh, I don't remember. Anyways. Okay. Well, sisters, thank you for... Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening in to our therapy session. <laughs> truly, truly. We love you. Follow us on Instagram at OKSIS Podcast. And if you got anything out of this, we would love a review and a rating. Text it to a friend. Um, the sisterhood is growing and we're so, so, so grateful yeah. for all of and you. And share on Instagram stories. That's my favorite way to like see that you guys are listening and oh yeah you know and tag both of us at OKSIS podcast Scott Tobel and Maddie Mayo because we always reshare yes all right love okay. you love you sisters bye hey there I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish clinical psychologist and couples therapist if there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others we tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love each week I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research experiences of sitting in the therapist chair and being a wife mother and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together. 